The following message is from the 2018 IBCD Summer Institute, Loving Wayward Souls. State your mission. Um, if you read um, a lot of books on productivity, they'll say you need to have a life mission statement, right? And just like a business, you have a mission statement that defines everything you are, everything you do. Um, I can find, I think that can be a little intimidating. I'm not sure a lot of us can, can come up with a mission statement. Also, we've got the Great Commission, which is a pretty good one that Jesus gave us. So, um, you know, we know what, what our mission is in this world, but what if we were to come up with a mission statement that would guide us in each one of these areas of responsibility? I think that can be tremendously helpful. So I'm thinking about family. How would I know if I'm being successful as a husband and father? What would that actually look like? I think it'd be very helpful to to come up with a mission statement, something that I can look at in the week ahead and say, okay, how can I live this out this week? Or I can look back at the week that was and say, did I live this out? Where was I successful and where did I fall short? So I think there's a lot of value in looking at each one of those areas of responsibility and just trying to put together a bit of a mission statement, something that can guide you, something that can, can put you on mission for each one of them, Some, something that perhaps defines success. So a friend of mine, here's his mission statement, just his personal mission statement. I want to delight in God, to the glory of God, for the good of all people. So that's his personal statement. He wants to delight in God so that God is glorified, and out of the overflow of all of that, he does good to other people. That's how he defines himself personally, delight in God to the glory of God, for the good of all people. You could turn it down. He's doing good for other people, which brings glory to God, which helps him just further delight in God. So that's his personal mission statement. So what he can do, uh, let's say Friday afternoon, he can look back at the week that was and say, Did I, am I delighting in God? Am I just finding true joy in the Lord? If I am, that's, that's probably a good reason to, to assume that God was glorified in me because I was doing good for other people. What can I do in the week ahead to increase my delight in the Lord? Or for church, this is my personal mission statement when it comes to my church. I want to teach, lead, and serve these people as they mature and multiply. A little wordy, but I want to teach, lead, and serve these people, this church, as they mature and multiply. So what I want to see for my church, I want to see them mature, grow up in the Lord. I want to see them multiply, by which I mean just create more Christians, right? How can I do that? How can I ensure these people, I believe the Lord has put me in community with, how can I ensure they're maturing and multiplying? I want to teach them, I want to lead them, and I want to serve them. So, last week, did I teach? Did I take opportunities to teach? Did I lead? Did I show leadership? Did I serve them? And then am I seeing them then grow in maturity and multiply? Am I seeing people come to faith, both Christian kids within the church, you know, kids coming to the, to the Lord and people um, evangelizing others? And then in the week ahead, what will I do this week to teach, to lead, to serve so that people can mature and multiply? 
You see the value of that then, just putting a little mission statement together where you can weigh or evaluate how you have done and evaluate or come up with ideas what you'd like to do in the week ahead according to a statement like that. I think there's a lot of value in going through then each one of your areas of responsibility and just putting together a little statement like that. Those things will change too, right? As your church grows or declines, as your, your kids are born and move out, like these things will change. Your role as a father, role as a mother will change. Your role as a son or daughter will change. Um, so these statements can change, but as, they, as you go through life, they can be very, very helpful in, in guiding you. So we've gathered that data then. Right? Just like I said, we've, we've done that little life audit, defined responsibilities, and then listed the roles, the tasks, the projects that fall under each one, and, and come up with a mission statement that can guide us into doing each one successfully. That's great. What do you do with all that information? Right? How do you actually live in light of all that information? Well, this is where we need tools. This is where we can rely upon tools, tools that can help us in our productivity. Tools can hold the data we've come up with. Tools can manage that data. Um, there's some amazing tools created specifically to help us be more productive. There's been really a ton of effort put into this recently. I think there's three essential tools um, that if you use them and use them well, they'll really, really help you in being productive. There's a tool for scheduling, a tool for information, and a tool for task management. So three th different categories of tools. Scheduling, information, and task management. So the first tool is a scheduling tool. You might know it as a calendar. The job of a calendar, and almost everybody uses their calendar in terrible, terrible ways. Um, the point of a calendar is to hold appointments and meetings, and really nothing else. Um, Calendars used to be these paper things that hung on the fridge or hung on the wall. Now most of them, it's something on your phone, right? It's a, an electronic kind of calendar. Either one works well. The electronic versions have some neat capabilities now, like they can remind you, beat buzz when it's time to do something. Um, but either way, a calendar, scheduling tool. Its purpose is to hold appointments and to hold meetings. Um, second tool is an information tool. The purpose of this tool is to hold information, right? To hold your facts, to hold on to that information you need but aren't planning to memorize, right? So there's a lot of information we encounter in life that's valuable information, information we need at a future time. How do you deal with that information? A lot of us do that pretty badly, right? We just stuff it in drawers here and in files there and on the computer here. Um, if you have an information management or an information tool, information management tool, and use it well, it can become this very, very powerful tool. So the old paradigm was, of course, the filing cabinet, right? You'd open the filing cabinet and pull it out, and you'd have all these file folders. Each one would hold pieces of paper, and then you'd have different file folders divided by here are ones relating to family. You know, I've got my mortgage papers in there. I've got my car papers in there. And then over here is one related to business, and over here is one related to church, right? It's a great way of doing it. Um, now you can find electronic tools like OneNote or Evernote, things like that, that do that stuff very, very well. Um, the thing about these tools is the, the more information you put into them, the better they work. So you kind of just have to decide, I'm going to 
just give myself over to this tool. I'm going to trust it and just use this tool all the way. So scheduling tool used for appointments and meetings. Information tool used to hold your facts and information that you need to retain for a later date. And then a task management tool. Task management is a place to put your tasks, the things you need to do. That doesn't go on your calendar, and it doesn't go, especially it doesn't go in your email. A lot of people use their email inbox as a place where they keep their tasks, right? When they need to remember something, they send themselves an email, so it's in their inbox. It's, it's sometimes interesting to see, would you use your postal mailbox the way you use your email inbox? If you wouldn't, then don't do it that way. So one thing you wouldn't do with your, your mailbox outside your house is check the mail, take the mail out of the mailbox, open the letters, and then put them back and put them back in the mailbox, right? That would be absurd. But that's exactly what we do with email, right? We just open all these emails and then leave them in the inbox. So if you relate to your email inbox a little bit more like you relate to your postal inbox, I think you'd, uh, we'd all be doing better. Anyways, digression. Um, task management tool is used to hold your tasks. Life's verbs, life's actions go into this task management thing. So you might have used a day timer in the past, right? A journal that gives you the, the ability to um, write tasks beside a day. Um, there's a neat new system called bullet journaling. If you've heard of that, that's a paper-based system that works really well. There's also um, software like Todoist or OmniFocus that work really well. So a scheduling tool an information tool, and a task management tool. You can see those on your worksheet there, three essential tools. If you're going to use them, you need to adhere to one essential policy, which is this, a home for everything, and like goes with like. A home for everything, and like goes with like. That's a really important rule in all of life, and I think you apply it naturally in some areas of life, um, like in your kitchen. I, I'm guessing that if I went into your kitchen and wanted to find a bowl, I would find the bowls very near to the plates, right? Or if I wanted to find a fork, it would probably be very near the knives. And I'm assuming all the, the stuff that's used for eating would be kept in the kitchen rather than some of it in the, in the bedrooms and some of it in the basement, right? Why? Because like goes with like. Things that are similar, we tend to keep together. Also, everything has a home, right? The, the knives, when they're not in use, go here, and the bowls, when they're not in use, go there. Um, we apply this in some areas of life. When it comes to productivity, we really don't. And so we have our email, we have tasks stored in email, and we have other tasks written on our calendar, and we have some information that's really important that we store in our inbox, and other information printed in paper, and other information in, in Evernote or something. So learning to have a home for everything. This information belongs here, and all that information is stored together. Similar information is stored together. Similar, all tasks go where tasks go. It's a very, very freeing way to live. So you think about using these tools together. You and a friend are going to have lunch next Thursday. How are you going to remember there? Remember that and be sure you're there on time? But you put that on your calendar, right? If you're using Google Calendar, which I highly recommend, you create that on your calendar, you set a reminder, and you're good to go, right? So a half hour before that appointment, your pocket will buzz, and you'll remember, and you'll get in your car, and you'll drive, and you'll be there on time, right? It's a meeting, so it goes where meetings go, which is on your calendar. 
Um, maybe you need to order checks from the bank. Does that still happen? Never mind. Um, all right, we'll go with that. You need to order new checks from, from the bank. So how would you remind yourself to do that? Well, that's a task. So you add that to your task management software, right? Order checks from the bank. You know it's a task because it starts with a verb, right? Order. It's a verb, so it's a task. So you put it in your task management tool, right? A home for everything. Tasks go in the task management tool, and like goes with like. Um, sometimes you'll use all three of these. So you've got a Bible study to prepare, and so you're going to put that on your calendar, right? Bible study, Monday from 11 to 1. You have to prepare for the Bible study, so you'll put in your task management software, prepare material, and then as you're coming up with material, you'll want to be putting that, taking notes and gathering information. You can do all that in your information tool. And so now all three tools are doing what they were created to do, and you're becoming productive through your tools. And over time then, you're building a system. You're building this set of habits and procedures and routines that allow you to be effective in knowing what to do and in actually doing it. We as human beings seem to work really well in systems, right? When we're haphazard, when we're sporadic, we're just not as effective as when we live in systems. So there's a real call on us, I think, to build systems in our lives, right? To build procedures, to build routines through which we can be most effective. A good system of productivity, it remembers what you need to remember, tells you where to go and when to go there, tells you what tasks need to be done, and so on. You shouldn't be, you shouldn't have to remember everything you need to do next week. You should be able to entrust that to a system. You shouldn't have to memorize all the information you need in life. You should be able to entrust that to a system, right? Those times you're waking up in the night with, oh my goodness, I forgot about this. That's probably a sign you haven't built a very robust system. Systems are great. You know, our tools are great. Entrusting those things for tool, to tools is very, very helpful and very, very freeing. Um, it's just like handing things to a secretary, right? You trust her to remind you of those things. You trust her to be on top of those things. There's tools that can handle a lot of this for us and do it much better than we can with the weaknesses of our own mind. So you need to build this system. Uh, let me give you let me give you just five quick tips. I, uh, I'm missing my little slides here. I'll give you five quick tips on getting started in a system. Uh, the first is to make your tools match your areas of responsibility, which is to say your general organizational structure of your, like your information management system, let's say, should match your areas of responsibility, which means if you're imagining that, that drawer and you open up that drawer that's going to be full of all the, the paper in your life, think about your areas of responsibility, personal, family, church, business, and organize things accordingly, right? Just create those files, whether that's electronic or paper-based, and file things according to those areas of responsibility, right? So when you're doing church stuff, you've got this, you've got this church folder, this church file that you can refer to. So make your tools match your areas of responsibility. We didn't come up with those things just for kicks. We can actually integrate them in a very fundamental level into a productivity system. Second tip, learn to get things out of your head and into your system, right? Which is what I was saying. Build a system so robust that you really, really trust it. You don't have to remember what needs to be done next week. You don't have to remember 
when you're going out for coffee with a friend because you've entrusted that to your system and your system is strong enough that it will remind you. It will ensure you're doing everything you're meant to do. Third tip is know yourself. I've talked about time management and stuff, but also remember that energy management stuff, stuff we talked about. Know when you're at your peak. Know when you're not. And try and structure your time accordingly. Try and structure your tasks accordingly. So speaking personally, I know that I'm at my absolute best creatively in sort of 9 o'clock to noon, sometime in there, maybe up to 1 o'clock. That's when my brain is really, really firing. So I can get way more done in those four hours than I can get the rest of the day combined. It's just when my brain is, is at its peak. So I try then as much as I can not to do phone calls and not to to do administrative type stuff, not to do meetings in that time. That's when I want to be creative. But then later in the day, that that creativity seems to be gone. It may be related to caffeine. I drink my coffee in the morning. But, um, you know, so that's the time then when I'm going to do administrative tasks or things I can do when I'm not at my peak. So, I I mean, that's, that's wise. I think that's also just faithful stewardship, right? Trying to do our key things uh, when we're at our best. Establish routines. Um, you've got to maintain, any system needs to be built, it also needs, needs to be maintained. Um, so we need routines, like daily routines, weekly routines, etc. So here's how I divide this. You can see there's a daily review on your sheet. I call it a, a quorum deo, which is a nice little phrase I learned from R.C. Sproul that means something like before the face of God. And so every day I start with just a a brief prayer, ask God, I mean, I've already done my personal devotions, but just a brief prayer that God would allow me in this day to use my gifts, talents, time, energy, and enthusiasm for the good of others and glory of God. And then what am I doing? I'm going into my task management tool and I'm making sure that I've accounted for everything in there, that I've got a, a plan behind it, I've assigned it to a day, I've assigned it to a time. I'm checking my calendar to see what time do I have available today. First, what must I do today? What meetings do I have? What phone calls do I have? And then, what other time do I have available? What can I fill into that time? Um, I've got their check waiting on others. It's cryptic. What I mean is every, where most productivity systems break down is at the point where you hand something to someone else and the next action has to be theirs, right? So you, you've done as much as you can do. You, you've written that, now you've handed it to the editor. That's where things tend to break down because it's no longer your responsibility. So somewhere in your system... You need to have a place where you can say, I'm waiting on that person for that thing. It's still my responsibility to get it done. I mean, it's still my book, still my article, but I can't act on it until this person does. So it's very important somewhere in your routine you have a place to account for those things. Then the next step is to check the deadlines over the next seven days. So I'm just looking, what do I, have, what do I need to do over the next week? And then just choosing, what am I actually going to attempt to accomplish today? That's my routine. It takes me about three minutes, and I do that pretty much every day. Start my day like that. That's just now. Here's the time I've got available. Here are the tasks I'm going to try to fit into that time. I know all that's a little bit perplexing, especially the the, the slides behind me, but uh, you can look at the, do a search on my site for this stuff, or I'll look for that $3.51 book, and it'll, uh, it'll help you out. And then just remember this. I think this is maybe the most helpful tip of all, is to remember that God is sovereign and you are not. Um, We can plan out our lives, right? We can say, here's my day. I've got it structured. Here's what the day is going to look like. Here's what I'm going to accomplish today. And then we get a good old dose of 
God's providence, right? Something happens. Somebody comes along. Somebody needs something from us. And in that moment, we're left wondering, okay, am I going to do what I set out to do? I'd structure my day toward this, but now this thing has come along. Am I going to change or am I going to say, no, I'm, I'm sticking with the plan? And I think there's, there's peril on both sides here. On the one side, we've got pride, right, which is where I'm so rigid, nothing will change. So uh, there's this, what well, could be a divine interruption. You know, somebody in my church really needs help, but I'm saying, no, I've got this day set aside for writing, so I can't help you. Well, that could be pride, right, where I'm thinking my plans are more important than God's plans, God's providence. On the other hand, it might be fear of man coming in in that moment, right, where I'm so, every time an interruption comes along, I'm, I'm dropping everything I had planned out. I'm, I'm chasing after that because I so care about what people think about me. I'm going to respond to their every cry, their every whim, their every, every need. So I think we're left in this spot where uh, we plan our days, we plan our weeks, and we do our best then to, to live according to that, and yet we're also responding to life as it comes along. Somewhere between pride and fear of man in this place where I'm saying, no, I planned my day and I really feel I need to stick with this. Or I planned my day, but I really feel like God is wanting me to do this, so I'm going to do this instead. That's a, that's a tricky place to be. Anyways, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave off there so we've got a couple minutes for questions. Um, productivity, Christian productivity. Effectively stewarding your gifts, your talents, your time, your energy, and your enthusiasm for the good of others and the glory of God. Um, yeah, I'll leave off there. Uh, and then there's uh, books and blogs you could look at as further reference, or a teaching series I did with Ligonier Ministries. If you tap into their Connect platform, um, I taught all this there as well. So, any questions I can answer? Uh, again, I apologize. I didn't have the uh, the thing behind me that I think would have been a good good help to you. Any questions about productivity in general? Yeah. Or I'm not very familiar with Google Keep. Um, I have, so I love Google Calendar. I have a real suspicion of Google Tools because they have a way of just pulling the plug on them very suddenly. And I'm not sure if Keep is still going, if it's still getting attention, but um, Google is often done. That maybe most tech companies do, but they'll have a tool. Everybody loves it. It's great. And one day they decide it doesn't fit their, their criteria anymore. So for something as key as storing my information, I've never been willing to entrust it to Google for that reason. So I use Evernote. Yeah, I think Todoist is a good one because it's free, plus there's a premier option if you need some extra functionality. But Todoist is very, very helpful. So just remember, life's verbs go into Todoist. They go into that task management. These are new tools, right? They've been recently developed. They're tremendously helpful. Just people... I don't think we've really adapted to them yet, but they can be so, so helpful um, in, in structuring our lives and in holding that information. Yeah. Yes. 
<laughs> Good question. I use folders. So Evernote has two different ways of organizing. Uh, you can set it up, as I talked about, with folders where you have one for each area of responsibility and then you file things accordingly. The other way to do it is the tag-based approach, which is just to tag all your things. Um, and that just kind of groups everything into one big pool of information, but then you trust that your tags are strong enough to recover it when you need to. Both are fine. Neither one is, is better than the other, I don't think, and there's advocates of both. Um, if you want, you can do both as well. But there, the, the, search, uh, the search capacity in Evernote is strong enough. You're probably going to find your information anyway. Yeah, at the back. Um, I've written about it before, yeah, it's Todoist, so T-O-D-O-I-S-T, yeah. Um, I've written about it a little. I also, there, there's lots of good ones, and they're very comparable. If you're on the Mac, you can use OmniFocus or Things, um, Todoist, and there, there's a lot of them out there now. They're all roughly equal. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so through the day, what I'm doing is as things come up, I'm just opening my phone and saying, remind me to. And all that, or just adding them into OmniFocus. And that just dumps them into an inbox uh, or a to do list, adds them all into an inbox. And so at the end, in the morning, what I'm doing is I'm looking at all those things and I'm organizing them. So I don't need to do this for two weeks, but I remembered I need to do it. So I'm assigning a due date two weeks from now. Also, it's related to family, so I'm just tagging it as family. That, so I'm just getting organized, bringing that inbox down to zero. Um, if those tasks were important enough to put into the inbox, I want to make sure they're properly accounted for. So I do that once a day. Yeah. The other thing I didn't talk about is a weekly routine. So Friday afternoons, I try and go through another kind of script. And the idea is that my, my every morning routine is to take things that I've got in my, in my to-do list, and to decide which ones I'm going to work on today. Once a week, I try to think very deliberately then about what can I do in the next week to serve people. And that's where I'm now adding things into to do this in a really deliberate, prayerful way. So I'm, I'm responsible for my, for my family. It's one of my areas of responsibilities. Prayerfully thinking, what can I do this week to serve them and surprise them is the breakdown I use. So serve them. What are the things I need to do this week to be a faithful dad? Surprise. What are the things I can do this week just to delight in my kids and to show them I love them? And so, and my church, what must I do this week? I'm going to add that in as I, I, I need to email this person. I remembered I must do that. What are some things I can do this week just to express joy in my church family? Okay, I'll add that in as well. So trying to find those two of filling up the system, then drawing things back out and actually taking action on them. Yeah, um, I do. I don't keep those in the system in the same way. So the question is about long-term goals. Um, yeah, I, I've never been a I've never been that successful at long-term goals. Um, so if I were to to put more effort into that, and I do from time to time, but I would put those. I would keep them in Evernote. Like I have a list of things in there that I re refer to every week and just kind of read through, um, and that's where I would keep them.
No, I do not use bullet journal. I, I have in the past, just when I was sort of going offline for a while, I, I really just wanted to test it out um, and found it a really neat system. Uh, but in the end, just I travel so much and I don't want to carry around any more books and journals than I need to, so I went back to the electronic. But the bullet journal system is really neat and very effective. Um, it requires a lot more hands-on engagement, which I think is, is very helpful as well. Yeah, yeah, so Dropbox I use, I actually keep 100% of my files in Dropbox. I don't keep everything, anything local on my computer. So I use Dropbox as essentially a hard drive. Um, if it's information, documents, et cetera, all that goes into Evernote. <clears throat> if it's files, like um, graphic files or something, I'll keep that in Dropbox. But I see those as separate things. Information still all goes into Evernote. And Evernote's got some neat tricks. Like I, every time I create a blog, it automatically drops a copy of it into Evernote. So I can search anything I've ever said just by searching through Evernote. There's lots of neat capabilities. Any other questions? Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> All right, you pronounce my last name Chalies, so it rhymes with rallies or valleys or things like that, yeah. Um, when do I write? So uh, I write as often as I can, whenever I can, and little moments here and there. So my main vocation now is writer. Um, that's what I dedicate myself to due to some um, health things. I've got some weird nerve things going on with my arm, so I can't really type right now. Um, so that's why I made the pivot into video and trying to do that a little bit more. But yeah, at my best, I write basically all day. That's what I really, really love to do, and um, that's where I, I don't know if there's writers here, but you know, they call that, they, they talk about that state they call flow, which creatives get into, where you're, you're writing, and then something just happens, and you're just in the zone. Man, I love that. That is that is joy when you're a writer, to be in that state where time seems to slow down and you just have no bad ideas, everything's just, just happening. And um, yeah, sadly that's been with this condition I've got. I haven't had that for a long time, so I miss just being able to write like that, get into that, that habit, that pattern. So. Any other questions I could help you out with? Again, I'll stick around if there's something. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I have two things. I use um, writing software that's created specifically for writing. So Word is Word is meant to do everything. Um, I've really found value in minimalist writing software that's created just to help writers get ideas out of their brains and onto a screen. So I use one called Ulysses. Uh, it's Mac only, um, but there's, there's some in the Windows world as well. But Mac, the, the Mac writing environment is much more developed than the Windows writing environment, um, which is part of the reason I stick with Mac. But uh, I use Ulysses, and I just have this you know, long list of things that are partially written. 
Um, some of them will never see the light of day. Some of them should never see the light of day. Um, but just ideas, you know. So when I have an idea, right away I want to get it down somewhere. And then I use a program called Trello as an um, editorial calendar. And so it's got, here's everything that's going, that's being written, here's everything that has been written in recent days. I organize it all there, and that helps me make sure those ideas are in the front of my mind and being scheduled out to be released to the public. So between those two tools, that's how I, I stay organized. One of the best things as a writer is to always have the ability to take ideas down. So always have a journal with you or have software that syncs between all your devices and just never lose an idea. Because you know what it's like, you have that great idea and you think, oh, it's such a good idea, I'll remember it and then it's gone. So get those things down immediately, yeah. Yeah. All right, I'll leave it off there because we're about out of time, but I'll stick around. All right, thank you. Copyright 2018 IBCD, all rights reserved. More free resources are available on our app and at ibcd.org.